You're listening to So What Has Changed, a Mitzi Jane Media production. Here we explore local perspectives on a global shift by talking to people from different walks of life to help us better understand the future of business as we know it. Here's your host, Mitzi Aker. Hello, Mike Koslick. Hello, Mitzi. How are we today? I am doing good. Welcome to my new podcast. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on the podcast. So what has changed where we talk about local perspectives on a global paradigm shift. So I'm so happy to have you here today. Mike, tell us a little bit about your background. I have a very varied background. I spent a considerable amount of time, 32 years in the Army, about a third of that as an Army Reserve officer. And while I was that, I worked in the commercial world, mostly in the staffing industry. And I was a vice president of an international uh, staffing company. Started my own business back 2006, was consulting with small businesses that were focused on capturing government business because I have, you know, I've been a contracting officer representative and a proposal writer for a long time. I went to work for one of my customers. They needed me. I needed them. I had four kids in college and no health insurance. I said, uh, where do I sign? So now I restarted my business a couple of years later. I kind of spread the net beyond just companies that are looking at government business, but I teach business development processes from all the things that I've done and worked versus all the theory and conjecture that you can kind of go to the weekend seminar and learn about the gee whiz idea of the week that never has been tried in the real world. I've taken everything that has actually worked for me and for my account executives and the different companies I've worked in, and I put it together. And now I do business development consulting for small privately owned businesses, regardless of whether they're going after uh, government business or commercial business, you know, I can help them. So that's what I've been doing. Well, Mike, we know one another through TAB. You're actually a business coach of mine. I serve on an executive board that you oversee. So I see firsthand the work you do to help businesses with their business development. And I think you know firsthand what business owners, especially smaller privately owned business owners, are going through today. And so I wanted to ask you specifically, what has changed since We've experienced a pandemic as far as business owners in recruitment and business development. Well, that's an excellent question because that is one of the most salient challenges that businesses have right now. During 2020, when we were in the peak of the pandemic, a lot of people had to lay their staff off because their client bases uh, shut down. The other people began to work in a more distributed environment, in other words, working from home. So businesses had to kind of pivot and be able to still do what they needed to do with people that were working from a variety of different locations. They still had to make the teams collaborate. So 2021, we're, you know, we got vaccines and um, businesses are coming back online, as it were, and they're having a difficult time finding enough people to do the work that they are bringing in the door. Uh, Some of the people that they had laid off have found other things to do and are not coming back. There is a general shortage of people in a lot of different disciplines. And it's very difficult for business owners to apply the same 
techniques they applied and how to find people for their business that they used to. People are used to working at home. So a lot of the people that they're talking to to recruit into their business expect to work in a distributed environment, not necessarily in some physical brick and mortar place. So that's a major change in how businesses kind of set up their recruiting plan to find people for their businesses. Now, some things, of course, don't lend itself. Like if you've got a restaurant and you need waste staff, they can't do that from their computer. They have to be there. There's a lot of industries that are like that. Construction is a great example. You can't build a house over your website. You have to have people on the ground. Very hard for those business owners to find people. And it's because the whole work environment has shifted. And a lot of people, they had to pay the bills. They found other things to do during the COVID years. I would say that's the number one thing that has changed with business owners is how they find, how they attract, and how they hire staff for their companies. Mike, can you give us some insights on what business owners can do to help in their recruitment at this time? Well, what we tell our clients is... You have to have a lot of lines in the water to catch the amount of fish that you want. So whereas you might only have one or two resources back pre-COVID days, you might have to have five or six different resources simultaneously generating interest in the position that you have open. And one of the things I tell business owners, and it may seem obvious, but it's not obvious. It takes a little bit of work to get there. Veterans are the best source of candidates that you can find out. First of all, they're all inoculated. Had to be. Ain't got a choice. I remember my life uh, as a human pincushion for the medics all the time. But more important than that, you know, as people are transitioning out of the out of the military because the military is downsizing, the war is over, we're pulling out of Afghanistan, all these things, a lot of units uh, in the military departments are downsizing, the reserve components are downsizing. So there's a lot of people that come with a lot of abilities uh, to the table that are worth way more than someone of an equal experience in something. And that is a great source, particularly if you can hook up with local reserve component commanders who know their people and who's looking for a job, who's transitioning into the IRR, if they're active reservists or they're transitioning to retired status. And, you know, they're still in their 40s and they've got lots of leadership experience. They've got lots of organizational experience and they're disciplined, they're self-disciplined individuals because that's how they were for their whole military life. So that's kind of like the secret sauce, the golden nugget, if you will. If you will spend the time to figure out how to reach these commanders and sergeant majors and also the organizations that help service members transition to commercial civilian life. That's a gold mine of people that business owners can recruit to help them fill those needs that they have. And you're getting someone that comes with experience, comes with knowledge, comes with education, and comes with the most important thing of all, and that's self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be there when they say they're going to be there, and they're going to do the job the way they are told to do the job without a whole lot of fanfare. That's one of the things that we kind of point our clients to is go look for these guys and gals out there because they're there. These organizations, uh, the larger ones, the departments are shrinking. So people are getting early retirement, which means that they may have 20 years in service and they're, you know, less than 40 years old and they're getting early retirement. So they're in their mid thirties and they're 
senior leaders, senior non-commissioned officers, junior officers, mid-level officers, senior officers. They're all there. They're all available. You just got to flip some rocks to find them. That is a great idea. Thank you so much for sharing that. We really do need to think about our veterans and how we can honor them and get them back into society. I think that is a great idea. You do yourself a favor when you talk to veterans and veteran organizations because half the battle that my clients face are people that don't stick around. They come late or they don't show up and don't tell anybody. Rarely do those things happen with people that you've hired that have a good military record. Rarely does that happen. Great insights. What do you think the future effects are going to be for business owners? I mean, that's a pretty good question. And that, you know, is something that we deal with with a lot of our clients. We think about, you know, what is tomorrow going to look like? What is five years going to what's next year going to look like? And uh, it's still too early to tell. But some of the things that we do kind of know is that the environment that we work in, if it doesn't require you to be there physically, is most likely going to be a virtual office environment for a lot of people that are what we would call knowledge workers. If it doesn't physically require you to be someplace, that's going to be a a norm as opposed to a one-off like it had been previously. A mason has to be at the site to lay the brick. A cook in a restaurant has to be in the restaurant to cook the meal. You can't get around that. But there's a lot of jobs out there that are done even more efficiently in a distributed or virtual world and virtual Mm -hmm. office environment. That's going to be the big shift in terms of what was once a one-off is now going to be a core of everything that doesn't necessarily have to physically come to a brick-and-mortar place every day. And that's going to be a big change. And businesses are going to have to adapt and grow. People are used to that now. We're at our last question. My last question is, what are you reading or where are you currently getting your business news? Well, I get business news from like everywhere all the time. I've got like dozens of feeds that come in here and they actually drive me crazy, to be honest with you. But I'm always re-bluing. I'm I'm going back to basics all the time. I look at a variety of different authors that talk about some of the what we call block and tackling things for business development, how to create a dynamic call script when you're reaching out uh, either cold or warm calling prospects how to do a discovery meeting, the central aspect of our whole process, because in the discovery meeting, that's where you get the information necessary to determine, A, whether you can help that prospect and how you can help that prospect. And then you use that to build uh, the information in what we call the follow-up meeting. Sometimes it's called the presentation or the proposal meeting. That's where you're telling your prospect You know, here are the things that you outlined as some of the key challenges that you're experiencing. This is what we do to overcome those challenges. Here's the deliverables that we're going to bring to the table for you. And it's just a matter of the client deciding I want to work with you or not. So the real essential element is discovery meeting itself. Okay. Is there a particular book or podcast you would recommend to our business leaders and owners? There's so many. I like uh, Scott Channel. Scott Channel has a number of books out that talk about how to create the script for a dynamic first call that gets you the appointment, how to set the appointment. The trouble with being a student of business is that you get a library like that. It's hard to pick out any one person. 
But the discovery meeting is talked about in almost every person that writes about the business development or the sales process or whatever. It is essential. And uh, Scott Channel is probably one of the better, easier to read, simple process. He'll tell you how to sell the meeting. That's one of his books. Setting Sales Appointments is another one of his books. Uh, Rocket Fuel by Gino Wickman is a good one. He talks about how to expand that, the things that you have to say. Figuring out who your client should be. Mike McCallowitz, his book on pumpkin planting, that's an essential part of that process because if you bring in a whole lot of people that you're going to spend a whole lot of time and effort chasing money because you did a service and they're slow to pay or they got 10,000 excuses, you don't want that. As part of the process of figuring out who to talk to, you pumpkin plan your business. Mike McCallowitz's book, Pumpkin Planting, is an excellent primer for that. Any business development book that you can find on Amazon or in Books a Million or in Barnes & Noble today will talk about this process of that first meeting. Okay. They call it a, a dozen different things. The initial meeting, the first meeting, the face-to-face -face meeting, the one-on-one. -on -one. We call it a discovery meeting. That's used by a number of different authors out there. You can use any one of those books, and it's going to all talk about the essential elements of a discovery meeting. And if you follow the guidelines and framework, your discovery meeting will go well. Mike, thank you so much for your time today and your wisdom. How can my listeners find you online? Well, there's a couple of ways they can reach us. Uh, the first is they can look me up on LinkedIn and they can connect with me there. Just Mike Koslick. Our website is www.advantageresourcesinc.com. And we have a lot of information on the various services that we bring to the table there. They can email me at mike at advantageresourcesinc.com at any time. I'm open to talking to anybody uh, about the challenges they're experiencing and seeing if what we do will help them. Or they can call me directly at 205-332-5524. Any one of those ways, I'd love to have a conversation about what's challenging them and some of the ways that they may be able to use right now to overcome those challenges. And in that process, if they think that what I do can help them, then I'll be more than happy to talk to them about what we can do going beyond that phone call. But the phone call is free. I like to talk, as you know very well. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for joining us here on So What Has Changed by Mitzi Jane Media. We hope you can join us next week for another episode. If you like what you hear and you'd like to support the podcast, Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a five-star review.